Hey everyone, before we start, I wanted to encourage you to become part of our community on Discord. I always like to say the water is warm, it's very inviting, and no one is going to treat you anything less than an awesome human being because that's how we run it. Our Discord community has actually grown every single day for the last 53 days, and we are so proud of that. But that's where we're going to interact with you a little bit more. And you could ask your questions. You could show your project. You can do all kinds of things. But if you've been on the fence about Discord, like I always was, give it a shot and we'll see you there. Links in the show notes. If you have not been scammed or had NFTs or crypto stolen, you definitely know that it's still happening and there are signs everywhere. Why else would prominent NFT projects tweet and post in their discords like, I'll give you an example, vFriends, vFriends, vFriends staff, or Gary V will never add you or DM slash email you about verifying giveaway secret mints or anything similar. Anything appearing to do so is a scam. And one of us has been scammed before. So how the F does a wallet get hacked? We're going to tell you coming up right now. Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs, but are overwhelmed with all the information Heather and I were true, true NFT newbies. We're going to break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art. Listen, y'all, we're going to cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way. It was me. I'll admit it. I got scammed and I'll tell you about it at the end, but we've done a bit of research to tell you the easiest ways to get scammed or hacked. Now, we may not break down the complexity of how hackers do it because that is all tech language and might make our heads explode, but we will tell you what seems to be the top ways that you, yeah, you might be making yourself vulnerable to a scam, even if it's accidentally. So we did a bunch of research, like she said, and I have the six kind of like most common ways uh, that we're exposing ourselves or that people are exposing us and our wallets. And the first one is phishing. The cybersecurity courses, we would blow right through them because we didn't care. But like now it's like, I've never been worried about any of this stuff before, but now with NFTs and crypto, I am. So phishing, by the way, after that tangent, is the most widely spread yet effective way to steal crypto in making people give out their access themselves. Okay, this is possible through the forgery of legitimate websites to make them look almost like authentic and genuine people who just want to exchange crypto. Just imagine this in your heads. It's vFriends 2 season right now, but you might see vFriends.com with an extra E. And you just don't even know. Like at first glance, it looks legit and you're like, cool. Or you might, uh, that we're minting. Someone told you that we're minting on nftnewbies.net, but we don't have a .net. So just because you fall for it right at the beginning is enough because once you get there, all bets are off. So the phishing scam sometimes goes as far as to send, and this is not Tether, confirmation emails that contain another link to fake websites where you enter authentication details that will be stolen from you. So just kind of like imagine those pages where it's like verify your account, click and paste this code, like all that shit is phishing and the people then got what they need. So what can you do? Uh, We'll try and give you a what you can do after we tell you all the scary stuff, but you can check the domain spelling. Okay, obviously like we talked about, and this said I did not know, check the SSL certificate So it's a little padlock uh, that's in your address bar. Uh, I'm looking at ours right now on riverside.fm. There's a little padlock that says view site information, but it's padlock. So make sure that's there before entering any sensitive details. Heather, 
parity. What else we got? Number two, compromising SMS verifications. Creeping, creeping, creeping. People always trying to creep and get into your phone as it is. So why not try to go after your crypto or NFTs instead of just your regular monies? So simple login and strong passwords, my friends. That's so web two of you to think that is strong enough. so web two. (laughs) No, right? (laughs) Uh, Proof, 80% of all hacking attacks are due to compromised and weak credentials. And I'm not going to lie to you. I feel so so guilty even talking about this because my husband is in crypto security and he's always on my ass about my password. He's like, you're joking. That's your password. Say so you're gonna revoke you're gonna revoke his credentials. Tell him that. Well listen, my passwords are cute. They rhyme and they put funny images. Don't in give your any head. hints. I'm People not, are listening. I'm, I'm gonna change it right now. So listen, you may be even religious about using two-factor authorization, also known as 2FA. Uh, it provides an additional layer of security, but according to the data, 2FA block about 99.9% of automated attacks. But don't let your guard down. When Rich and I were doing the research for this, we Googled, quote, two-factor authorization hacks to see how it is done. And we actually... Authentication. Authentication, homegirl. Why do I struggle talking so much? (laughs) Why do I struggle talking? (laughs) Two-factor authentication. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. We, we just Googled it to see how it was done and actually discovered a ton of articles on how you as a user can bypass, let me just say 2FA. How does that sound? Uh, this was all on page one, which means not only are hackers trying to crack the code, but you're actually helping them by Googling how to bypass it for convenience. Are you scared yet, Rich? No, but let me tell you about this to tractor authentication is that I do try and bypass some stuff, man. Like, but anytime you have to do that, it's probably for a reason. Meaning anytime you have to do the two factor. So bypassing it is the stupidest possible thing we can do. Like we're literally making it easy for them. But yeah, I, I was surprised when all those articles were there on how to do it. So here's what you can do. If you can, don't use the SMS as a 2FA method. Instead, you can use application-based one-time code, such as Google Authenticator. In this case, the code is generated in the Google Authenticator app on your device. However, this approach can also be compromised by hackers using more sophisticated malware. These hackers are freaking everywhere. So... A better alternative would be to use a special hardware device such as YubiKey. Yeah, I got to, we're going to link that. I did do a little bit of research on that. That was legit. But you know what was funny? When I saw like, oh, used YubiKey, I'm like, is this literally going to take me to a website where someone's going to (laughs) like break into my stuff? So last thing uh, before you get into the the third way, there are small USB devices that provide a simple a simplified way to enable 2FA in various services. And these physical devices need to be plugged in or brought close to the gadget to log into a 2FA. So that reduces the risks associated with visible one-time codes such as codes via SMS. 
Hey newbies, our friend Sean has made an online course called NFTs Simplified. So consider it an extension of the things that we've tried to help you do. Now this course is gonna cover a few things and we wanna tell you about it because it is very affordable and it is very worthwhile. So obviously we're gonna cover what an NFT is, how to transfer Ether crypto into your wallet, how to buy an NFT, NFT security basics, all so that you can do the things you want. Some of you wanna make money, some of you wanna invest money, some of you wanna make sure your NFTs and your monies are safe. And that's exactly uh, why we're pairing up with Sean for this. So there will be five video lessons and there's also plenty of course handouts and notes. Uh, I'm looking at some of the reviews right now. Here's one from Halim saying the course is great. I love the graphics and wish I had time to watch all this before I tried to do it myself. So there's additional reviews just like that, that made us confident to partner with him and to offer this course to you for 19 bucks. Okay. That's about three Starbucks grande drinks. Okay. So think about it, 19 bucks to keep your NFTs safe, to get you some of that extended knowledge that you want and to just have a course from someone who is driven to help you. So we'll link it in the show notes. See you next time. Third one is malware, an oldie, but a goodie. Uh, malware infections are still one of the primary hacking methods when it comes to crypto hacks. So, okay, this is what I didn't know. They infect your device with keyloggers to steal passwords and pins. So as you're entering them, they steal them. And then it says all this complicated nonsense. But what do you really need to know? What a keylogger is? This is what helped me. So a keylogger is a form of spyware. Spyware is a form of malware. Then my head exploded and I said, I'm not going to do any more research. And I'm just going to talk about this piece right here. It essentially is logging your keyboard strokes. Okay, a keylogger. Well, I guess that actually does make sense. You enter sensitive data on your keyboard and you think nobody's watching. And in fact, like the hardware is literally just tracking everything that you're typing. So that activity monitoring, so it has like these software programs and it gives hackers access to your personal data, clearly. And then the password and credit card numbers you type in, the web pages you visit, da 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 da, all that stuff that you're typing in on the keyboard, it gets taken from you and then that's it. So like how common is this? This actually happened back in February. Uh, I was reading there was a major hack of a major DeFi protocol and they were uh, attacking what was called Wormhole, which is a service that offers a bridge between Solana and ETH. So the problem was there was malware installed somewhere and then they got 320 million jacked in various cryptocurrencies. So like, what can you do? If you think your computer is a target for keyloggers, you got to check for unwanted software. Uh, so don't download files from unknown sources. I hate when I like when Skype asked me, like, we need to update your computer with this hardware, you know, anything that was common. I always am skeptical even then. But uh, if you're entering a password on banking site, use a virtual keyboard. Use a password manager. I use LastPass for a lot of things. And then uh, my Google Authenticator thing, I use that sometimes. Uh, so that way I don't have to actually physically type anything. And then uh, obviously you need like, you know, antivirus type stuff. But another one. So we, we covered phishing. We covered SMS stuff. We covered malware. And then we're going to get into what? Mobile applications, but I just want to press pause right here and just say this is super overwhelming. So like, I don't know if you feel overwhelmed with all this rich, but I'm like, oh my God, my children and house and everything's about to get stolen. There's so much crap out there. I mean, the, like these are all self-inflicted. And I think I, this is overwhelming, but like there's just a certain point where you can't act like you were a victim if you've shared your freaking seed phrase. <laughs> you know? I, know, I know we're getting off on this a little bit, but we're about to record another episode on web two versus web three marketing. And one of the reoccurring themes I'm seeing in that 
is the need to actually take time to do things like time for your community, time for networking, time for in real life stuff. And I'm just like, man, this is a lot of time invested in Web3. And we'll talk more about that in another episode. But I think that kind of comes back to this too. Like it's like slow the hell down and take a longer path, which is hard because digitally we're conditioned to move very, very fast. I mean, our life and our culture is very fast. But to your point, a lot of this can be avoided. But you know what really can be avoided? Mobile applications. Okay. Unfortunately, not all crypto trading mobile applications are secure due to the poor architecture and security backgrounds. So they're obviously vulnerable to most cyber attacks. So crypto exchanges are websites or apps that allow you and me to exchange traditional currency like you know, those U.S. dollars, dollars, euro. dollars, okay, dollar in the house, um, and cryptocurrency. For example, there are crypto brokers and trading platforms. So, you know, the deal, you can put in money and then buy or sell currency. So most exchanges require you to deposit the money first, right? Much like a bank account or a brokerage platform. But from there, you can buy and sell currency and withdraw that money when you want or need to. And we're going to show you this in a YouTube video that we link up in the show notes. So here are the points of vulnerability. There are several potential security risks. Number one, fraud, right? While a rare crypto exchange might fake trying to give you money for nothing in return. Can you believe people would actually do that? (laughs) Crypto exchanges are where hackers want to be. The payouts can be freaking huge. Plus, the crypto world is all about anonymity, so it's perfect for them right? New attack methods like TrickBot attempting to exploit exchanges specifically. (sighs) Two more, right? Device and network attacks, um, also user errors. I mean, the list goes on and on, Rich. What we got to do up in her? Help me out. So uh, just one real quick thing. So the exchanges that we're talking about, you know, the traditional ones, and who did we talk to recently about this? But like, where should I? Someone asked something on an Instagram live, but the exchanges we're talking about, the crypto brokers, we're talking Coinbase, we're talking Robinhood, we're take, talking PayPal. If you don't know them or you, if you haven't heard about them and if you ask around and they're like, uh, if, if a lot of people haven't used it, then don't use it. So, you know, you want to go with the kind of standard. And then the one thing on the user errors, I just want to be very clear about this. It is not a hack, Heather. If you go to sell a friend for one ETH when you actually meant to type 10 ETH. We've seen that happen many times. You accept a payment in Solana and instead of Ethereum because yeah, OpenSea is taking in both. Yes. So that's something to pay attention to. Hundred well. percent hacked. I, no, you didn't. You didn't pay attention. Yeah, exactly. You you didn't understand the assignment. All right, I'll just do these two real quick, Heather. So stealing secret keys. Basically, you have a public key and a private key. Private one's only available to us. Okay, this is kind of our seed phrase thing. The public key is the one we use to sign in to our crypto wallet. So if anyone gets your private key, they can easily transfer all the funds to their wallets. And since the transactions are almost impossible to track, the money is lost forever. We've seen this happen many, many times. So we'll leave it at that. Okay, fake hardware wallets is the very last one. This is like kind of crazy to me. Someone can know that I bought a ledger, right? Because Web2 is all about having access to data, someone might know that I have a Ledger Nano here. So someone might send me a fake one that says we've updated the Ledger. It's modified for better use now, blah, blah, blah. You plug it in, you authenticate, and then it's over. It's over. 
So any shipment that you ever get that has instructions for you to plug in the device in the computer and put in your crypto wallet recovery, blah, 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 is complete nonsense. I mean, especially if you never ordered it. If it was from me, would you do it? Like if you got like a pink box in the mail and it was like, hey, Rich, I just wanted to gift you this little ledger. No. Find Heather. No. Rude. I would text anyway. you and I would be like, are you in trouble? Are you a hostage right now? <laughs> you can't do anything once you're hacked. But here's how you can prevent getting hacked with that wallet piece. Check your wallet's activity. So go to MetaMask or whatever wallet you use and just check the activity. You know when you've been on there. If you're on every day, it's going to be a lot harder to, to kind of see. If it's Heather or I, we're not on all that often. So we're going to notice suspicious activity. If you see anything suspicious, log out immediately. Uh, because otherwise, if you don't, that person is going to have to enter your password. And if they don't have your password, then you're good. Revoke access. There's a, there's a part on MetaMask where it shows the accepted websites that you could be connected to, you could revoke access to any of them. And then worst case scenario, send your shit to another wallet, get a new wallet, do that, and then you'll be good. Before we wrap up with our random question, uh, I want to give a shout out to some ladies up in our Discord. We created a new channel, Rich, called Newbie Female Talk. What? NFT, okay. And we've been meeting um, every single week, help talking about onboarding more women into this space. So if that's of interest to you, check out our Discord. It's linked in the show notes and head over to that channel. And just hang out in our Discord in general. I think it's a pretty cool place to be. So guys are allowed? Yeah, we've had several men show up. It's been really Allies. Cool. has been there. Wansi's comes almost every week. Nice. I'll have to check it out. Here's a random question for the day. You ready? Let's go. What do people lecture you about? Probably the, the people closest to me who know me the best really lecture me on not worrying so much about what other people think of me and just telling what I really feel and what I really think because I'm just... That's like my biggest downfall in life is people pleasing and not really sharing how I feel because I don't want you to not like me. So I get lectured about that a lot, especially from Brian. And you've told me that too before, and it's true. What about you? Um, what do I get lectured about? Jack shit. No one says shit to me. That's not true. So my parents lecture me softly on like, you should take a break. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, listeners, if you really love all your parents' advice, but I don't because my goal is to exceed them and their goal should be to exceed theirs. And that is happening. But like, we're all on different runs. We're all in different games, you know? So like, I don't like that. Like anytime anyone says that to me, I'm just like, what are you trying to do? Like, I know what I'm trying to do. So that's my take. But yeah, I mean, I get lectured about that sometimes, but I love working hard. I know you love working hard and we love working hard for y'all. So if you want to see us Thursdays and Tuesdays or Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m., we're on the Instagrams lives and you can obviously find us in our Discord as well. And Heather, do you have any parting words for our lovely community? I love y'all. Don't get hacked. Bye. Bye.